If you've lost your vision, your energy, or your mojo, then this show is for you. Whether it's your health, career, relationships, it's time to reclaim and discover your best life yet. Award-winning journalist and TV host Gail Guayardo will touch, move, and inspire you in this entertaining, fast-paced, and informative podcast. Gail has helped thousands of people achieve massive, life-changing transformations. So here's your host, Gail Guayardo. If you are looking for extra confidence in your life, I have the person that you need to meet, the confidence coach, Karen Donaldson. Karen, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, indeed, Gail. Thanks so much for having me. So I have to tell you, I love talking about you because you exude confidence. Have you always been this confident? I mean, what's your backstory? I've talked to you so many times on our health and wellness show, Bloom, but I've never had a chance to really know you and know how you got into this field that you're so incredible at? A really good question. So my backstory in short, I have always been that chatty child who was told, stop talking. You're asking too many questions and kids should not ask adults that question. So that has always been me. So I was always inquisitive, right? And I, I really didn't let what other people thought or, or do bother me. If I want to do something, I'd go by myself. So I've always been that type of kid. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, how'd you make a career out of it? And at that time, I didn't really know that I wanted to get into the area of confidence or communication. It kind of somewhat fell on my lap. And let me tell you why. Chapter one of my life. So I'm a professionally trained dancer and dance choreographer. So that's where all the body language comes in and theater as well. But my, my true, true story is this. My last year of high school, and I'm actually based in Toronto. My last year of high school, I received a full scholarship to a U.S. university. And my entire school was excited. I was an A.B. student, you know, a mentor, debate team, really good athlete. And Gail, what happened was I got pregnant my last year of high school as well. And when I, it was devastating when I found out and when the rest of the school, my peers, the teachers found out, they treated, treated me like I had the plague and I lost all of my friends. And for a few months, I was missing a lot of classes. And there was this one time I was walking home and I saw myself in the bus shelter as I was walking and I looked at myself eye to eye. And I said to myself, Karen, you are allowing the words and actions of other people to define you. And you actually define you. You are the exact same person you were in September as you are now. You're just pregnant. You are not diseased. You're not contagious. And if they don't like you, that's fine. You have to like yourself. That's beautiful. I, I mean, I, I'm not just saying this because we're, you know, we're talking right now, but just from the minute I met you, and, you know, you've been on Bloom several times, but from the minute I met you, you know, through our world of electronics that we lived in, I immediately bonded with you and I just liked you so much. And I, I think that what you do um, is such a gift because, and I, and I think the fact that you have your own backstory that you're pulling from is what makes you so able to help to help other people. And I, and I, I never knew until now, I, I, uh, I grew up dancing as well. And I grew up in the world of theater. And I also grew up in a family where a very Italian family, where it's better to be 
you know, what, what is the old timey saying? Like her, saw but not, not her, or whatever the heck it is. Yes. But somewhere along the way, um, you know, I, I was not a very confident child at all. And, you know, my mom kept pushing me into things that would make me more confidence, like, like, like dancing and like theater. And it really did help a lot. And when I'm on doing the show or, you know, even talking to somebody one-on-one, I'm okay. But I think where you come in that you're so helpful is how do you take that confidence, whatever shred of it that you might have and harness it into your everyday life. And I know today we're talking about something which is so hard for me for whatever reason. And I cannot wait to get the answer to the question is how do you learn to ask for what you want? I'm terrible at it. Right. That's a really good question. And a lot of the time, let's start with this. What actually stops people from asking what for what they want? Like that's a bigger deal. Like once you're clear about what's stopping you, then you can attack what exactly it is. And so for a lot of people, it's fear that stops them from asking for what they want. You know, people are afraid of rejection, being ridiculed, sometimes just plain looking stupid. Like that's one big reason. Another one is some people don't know how to ask or what to ask for, right? So that is a starting point. And when you're clear with that, then you can dig deep and say, okay, here's the reality. I am now allowing my circumstances to dictate what I do or don't say. And you as an individual are already enough. So there's a a piece of self-belief that we do not talk about often enough. What do you believe to be true for you? Like, what do you believe about yourself? And Gail, quite often when I ask individuals this, and it doesn't matter, it could be a client who's 25 and a client who's 56. And what they will tell me around their self-belief is they will reiterate what they've been told for years and they've never challenged it. They've adopted it. So for me, when I was younger, I grew up thinking I was a chatterbox and that was a negative thing. And in truth, that was a label given to me. And I started to live in it until I, I, I paused and I let it go and said, well, Karen, what do you believe about yourself? Well, I ask a lot of questions and there's actually nothing wrong with that. And it's okay to ask questions. So the first step is to truly challenge your self-belief and ask yourself, is my self-belief mine? Or has it been imposed on me because someone has been telling it to me for the past two weeks, two years, or two decades. Interesting. That's very interesting. So another thing that's, um, I want to ask you about is, you know, self-esteem and self-worth. I mean, they seem to be tied into one another. And I know a lot of people, like when I want to ask something or I want to go in and, 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 and just have my voice heard, you know, a lot of times people are like, come on. I mean, look, it's you go ask. And I'm like, you know, so for me, that self-worth, like, would anybody care what I want to have to say? Or, you know, somewhere, I don't know where along the way, but it's so hard as I'm sure women and men alike, but I identify as being, you know, I'm a woman and I think self-esteem issues are very, very real. So how do you get past that? How do you tap into your self-worth? A really good question. When, when it comes to self-worth and self-esteem, it, it, the basis of it, the foundation of it is that we don't believe that we deserve something or our voice is worthy enough. And 
one of the ways that we can start to manage it and get better at it, because we have to realize it's a habit that's and a pattern that's within us. So we have to replace it. But here's the exercise. The real work is this. You want to ask yourself, what am I saying to myself about myself in the moments before I want to speak up and I don't? And usually that self-conversation, that inner conversation is nothing supportive. It's usually, okay, don't say, you might look stupid. Everyone's looking at you. What if you mumble? What if it's just, you look and sound stupid put together and that holds us back. So here's where we have to be intentional with ourselves, not other people. We have to be mindful of what we're telling ourselves. And my exercise for people is literally write it out. In those moments where you wanted to speak up, but you haven't, write out what you say to yourself and you need to replace it. So every time it shows up, instead of saying, okay, I'm gonna look so stupid, don't do it, Karen. My new language that I've actually written out and looked at is now saying, Karen, you know what you're talking about? Just share. So you have to be able to replace it with something else. And that's the exercise. And you start to create a new pattern. And all of a sudden, these thoughts are yours. They come up automatically. That is so interesting. So talk to me about how you work with people. I mean, how do you bring your gifts to the table? Do you do it in group settings? Do you do it one-on-one? Do you work with corporations? I mean, how do you cast the net of what you do so well of helping people have that self-esteem, have that confidence, find that inner voice? Right. Well, I work with people in different capacities. So I am, as you know, my type, my longer title is celebrity communication, body language and confidence coach. In saying that I work with individuals and most of the time they come from, come to me because they want to work on their ability to speak up their communication skills, but the foundation and the underlying layer of that deals with confidence right? So I, yes, I deal with individuals who come and who are ready to do the work to get, get, to get the results they want. I also have small group coaching programs, and I definitely do a lot of work for corporations, senior and mid-management teams, how to support other people with your, your language, how to manage assertive people, how to be assertive and not aggressive, all those things there. And, and the other pieces, I know not everyone can access me on a one-on-one basis. So I have know, self-paced courses online that people can access as well. That is really, really cool. Now, what do you work mostly with men, women? I mean, who's your, 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 your core audience? Well, interestingly enough, it's primarily men. It's primarily men. 60 to 70% of my client base are men. And I don't know what it is. And I love working with, you know, however, whomever you identify as, but right now, 60, 60 to 65% are men. (laughs) And has there been any change in the course of this pandemic? Because a lot of people, a lot, you know, a lot of people are working like we're, we're talking right now. They're on zoom. Everything has become, you know, where, you know, we're, we're connecting electronically. Has that changed the shift? Cause boy, is it easy to kind of crawl into a hole and not ask for what you want when you're, you're dealing on a computer, you just can go about your business. And then the next thing you know, your life has just become status quo. Right. That's a really good question to answer. That is the answer to that is yes, things have changed substantially. So when the pandemic hit, I received a lot of calls because doing these type of virtual meetings is nothing new to me. I've been working internationally with clients in South Africa and Australia for, you know, 
just over 12 years. So a lot of individuals who I had worked with had called me in to work with their teams to learn how to support their staff, their teams remotely, and how to you know, help support them in the capacity of not only to get the work done and hit the timelines and milestones, but to support them in this new realm of work, which was brand new to everyone and which was basically dumped on our lap. So right. we are now required to work from home. Our homes were not made to accommodate us 24 hours a day with everyone we live with. Not, at, you know, there were certain times where we actually couldn't leave, right? And still perform 100%. So I came in and I did work with them around you know, a little bit of emotional intelligence, how to read people's body language, how to see if they're really okay, because what you say and, and what you physically do can tell two tales and how to truly read someone so you can support them in the right way, because we bring ourselves home socially to work. We are all, we are in all those places. So we have to deal with that individual. So to answer your question, I did, and I am continuing to go out and with a lot of organizations around how to support teams remotely, you know, hybrid, everything in person, the mix of the two. So yes, a lot of work has been done and it's, it's been phenomenal for my business. That's great because the other thing I started to think, and I never really made the correlation until right now is that you know by getting your confidence and your self-esteem self and all of that in check, it's really gonna help you with the anxiety and the emotions that come along with what we're living through right now. Because if you can get that synergy going, then it's gonna really have a trickle down effect on your overall health. Yes, it, it completely will be. And you know, the one thing that I challenge people and I, not challenge, I ask people to consider a different perspective if something is not working for them. And that's why I shared earlier, I work with people who are ready to do the work. So when people talk about feeling overwhelmed and feeling anxious, I know it's real and I want them to acknowledge it. However, I don't want them to live in the term. I want them to acknowledge it. It's real for them and then decide how they do want to show up so we can actually switch our focus. And when we what we focus on is, is truly in truth what we attract, what gets attracted to us and what comes to fruition. So if we sit in a state and we continually verbalize and, and read things about, you know, feeling anxious and don't spend enough time saying, how can I feel safe? Mm -hmm. How can I feel calmer? How can I stay focused? Then no true work in that area can be done. So the way I work with people is slightly different and, you know, people love it. And I love working with individuals. And it's, like I said, it's language is huge. Our words hold a lot of power. They certainly do in so many levels. So before I sign off, I, I, I'm going to just go ahead and assume that you started off on this journey and, you know, you had all these things, all these wheels in motion, you got sidetracked, you put yourself back on track. And it seems like your life is amazing now, like everything that you did that was self-taught that you have now educated yourself and others along the way has turned out to be beautiful, it seems. No, it, it totally has. I mean, just to cap off the story, after I got pregnant that year, I, I actually graduated from high school. I was a valedictorian because I came back with this new level of self-awareness and self-leadership. And that's when my speaking career began. I started to travel across North America to speak about perseverance and self-leadership. And in truth, I've only actually held two full-time jobs. And at one time, someone saw me on stage and the CEO asked me to be his communication coach. And that's where I went from 
CEO to COO to CFO to celebrities to politicians across the world calling me. And it's been incredible because I've accepted that whole chatterbox piece as a blessing. And I've added schooling to it. I have a Bachelor of Applied Science. And now I'm able to support people in refinding the confidence they were born with because it's their Gale. It's truly there. That's beautiful. Well, I, I'm no talent scout, but I will, again, I'll reiterate the minute I met you, you've got an inner shine and an inner gift that I really enjoyed getting to know. And I'm anxious to see you back on Bloom again. I know you're a regular guest and I wanted to thank you for uh, joining me today. You're just one phenomenal woman. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Karen. That's it for today's episode of Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life with Gail Guayardo. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Gail herself. Be sure to head on over to Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life podcast.com and pick up a free copy of Gail's gift and join us on the next episode.